Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Sodio Chronicles. I am Nat. And I'm Nikki. And we're here to talk all things anime, dramas, books, nerd shit, you know, and all of the in-between. Let us start, as always, with what we're drinking. What are you drinking? Okay, so today I'm drinking a rosé. Um, I'm drinking Seaglass Rosé from Monterey County. It's a 2021 bottle. So it says Seaglass Rosé Wine, Monterey County. Monterey County is celebrated for its unique influence of cold ocean air from the Monterey Bay, creating a long growing season, ideal for rosé wines. Delicate aromas of ripe raspberry and wild strawberry are highlighted by fresh floral and citrus accents that lead to an encant an enchanting, I don't know what I was gonna say enchanting, an enchanting <laughs> crisp, clean finish. Um that's that's all it says basically. And you know, it's pretty good actually. It's very refreshing. Um it is actually it is a high alcohol content. Type wine, it is 13% alcohol, but it's good. Mm, What are you drinking? I am drinking the Girls' Night Out White Sangria, and it says, Girls' Night Out, it says, Say hola to the Spanish-inspired sangria with ripe peach flavors and crisp citrus notes, a hint of ginger, and a light effervescence. It's only 6.5%. I mean, it's fine. It it tastes like juice with a kick, but I'm kind of feeling that right now, so... You know, it's it's good. I feel like there are a lot of sangrias that are like really kind of tarty. So mm-hmm. I like how this one tastes. It's like very crisp and clean. I like what I do prefer white wines to red wines for that reason. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's good. Anyway, me, for me, like in the mm-hmm. winter, I'm a red girl in the winter. Like I just love a nice okay. full bodied red wine in the winter. But obviously, you know, when it's spring and summer, I'm like, Oh yeah, give me the sangrias, the white, the roses. Like that's my vibe for, which is you know typical because weather matters. But anyways, right? Um, let's get into it. <laughs> right, all right. So uh, I did not watch any animes really. I mean, I just did some like Dragon Ball Bridge stuff, like whatever. I'm okay. still on the uh, Star Wars. On your track. Star Wars kick. Yes. Okay, so well, I did watch an anime. Ooh, what did you watch? Well, I watched that animation. <laughs> I okay. watched I watched Has Been Hotel on Amazon. Um, I don't know what that is. Okay. You don't know what it is? Oh my god. It's so it's okay, I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> <Okay>. Right. <laughs> so I watched Has Been Hotel. Um it's an adult animated musical comedy. And mm-hmm. so I'm gonna read the description. So it says this is the premise of um Wikipedia. The series follows Charlie Morningstar, the princess of hell, as she sets about fulfilling her seemingly impossible dream of opening a hotel called Hasbin Hotel, which aims to rehab- rehabilitate sinner demons. Due to overpopulation, hell goes through an animal purge where angels led by Adam descend from heaven and kill sinners. Charlie finds this upsetting and wants to find a more peaceful solution to the overpopulation problem problem her goal is to have her clients check out from hell as redeemed souls and to be accepted into heaven with the help of her devoted manager and girlfriend baggy and their reluctant first patron and pornographic film actor angel does she's determined (laughs) to make her dream become a reality but when her proposal on live television goes 
airy. Her plans attract the attention of the powerful radio demon Alistair, who, despite finding her belief is in redemption laughable, wants to help Charlie run the hotel for his own amusement. So, I mean, that is basically the premise. Um, so it's only it's actually nine episodes, I guess, but it's eight episodes on Amazon Prime. I I guess I never watched the official pilot because I didn't know it was nine episodes. Okay. Um, <laughs> so there was like an official pilot that happened uh, back in 2019 on YouTube. Uh, I never watched it, so I can't like speak on it, but I watched the eight episodes that were on Prime. Before I get into it, though, can I just say um prime video what the fuck am i paying for like i was i started watching this shit tell me why there's ads like why is there ads yeah i'm getting i'm getting rid of my um amazon prime actually for that reason i'm gonna get rid of it too because like what's the point like what's the point like what am i paying for but anyways so it starts off like the series starts off with us being introduced well i don't know if it starts off the episode start like the first episode of the season starts with like us getting introduced to charlie and she's basically telling the whole story of like you know um adam and uh lilith you know how god created lilith for adam but then you know instead casted her out created eve and then lilith and lucifer got together and they like had a relationship and she was born yeah and then so she's like you know she talks about like the purge and everything that happens and she's like she wants this hotel so that she can so that like these like people don't like she doesn't think that hell should be the end all for the sinners right like she thinks that they should get redeemed and be able to to go to heaven so in that in the first episode it's basically like her and we're introduced to like the cast that we have and she so for her particular storyline she ends up going to heaven to talk to adam but while that's happening back in the hotel we have like her girlfriend and they're making a um a uh commercial (laughs) they're making a commercial for people to try to stay in hell and it was so fun like honestly I like immediately started like as soon as I started watching the show I was like in love because you know me I love like very like silly dry kind of humor yeah like not like even dry but just like very silly um raunchy because like there are a little bit of raunchiness but like I I like that like it just it seemed just it was just so funny so like Alistair did he did like his this like commercial for hell in which he was like come watch Lucifer's failure of a daughter try to rehabilitate you losers like it was just so funny and then they were like no one's gonna want to come if you're that mean or whatever and then he's like well you know radio is like the best or whatever so like they they ended up like filming like a couple commercials so then um after that happened like while that was happening she went to heaven and she met with Adam, and Adam's, of course, a fucking douchebag. Um, oh, I mean, like, that man is probably the king of douchebags based on, yeah. like, on like, the history of the Bible. Like, because he's like, because he's like the first, he's like the first man, right? So, like, and he's he like a fucking... two women made for him as well, too. So, yeah. Yeah. So he's like, um, so he, he's basically like, you know, fuck those souls. Like, and because you came here and had the audacity, I'm going to make you. Um, I'm going to, instead of having the extermination be 
a year from now it's going to be in six months and so then they broadcast that to all of Ellen. i was like oh shit like she screwed us over because usually we have a year now we only have six months so then when she goes back she's like shit we have to like figure out a way like how are we going to help like these people because she truly believes in that so then the next episode like we're introduced to more of the other people in hell so like there's like um the v's which are like the uh, there's, they're like a type of overlord like Alistair and they're actually Alistair's like enemies so they're always trying to like fuck him over you know which mm-hmm. the V's are um, I think what are their names uh, Vox, Valentino and Velvet um, Valentino he owns Angel like he has a deal with Angel so, so like Angel has to always be doing porn whenever Valentino like says it Command and then it. Yeah, so then Vox had um, a demon called Pen Pentiros Pentius, which is like this snake demon, and he was supposed to be like spying on them at the hotel. Um, and so then he gets caught out, but then like he becomes a part of the group, right? Like so, they all they all like end up basically the the whole episode is just like them ending up becoming like a family. Like we have like um, Pentius Angel um what's her name i can't remember the other girl uh hold on let me let me see what are their names it's just hard to remember everybody's name um yeah so there's pentilus there's um husk nifty charlie angel and alistair so those are like the main characters right so we're also introduced. So then after that, like the third episode, I don't remember much about the third episode, but basically what ends up happening, like each episode, we kind of learn a little bit more about like the people in the hotel and them doing like what it is to do them. The fourth mm-hmm. episode, I really did enjoy um, more particularly because we did, we spent a lot of time learning about Angel, but he has a song called there were the two songs that were performed because it's a musical right so there's singing every episode but the mm-hmm. two songs that were performed were poison and boozer baby and i fucking loved those songs like poison was so good and then loser baby was um sang by um the bartender whose name i can't remember right now but the bartender he was the one who was singing it to angel it's just like so good and then they met, they ended up meeting Lucifer because, like, you know, which she had daddy issues, obviously. Um, Charlie has daddy issues. And so Lucifer, who was, like, actually fucking funny. And so he was, like, you know, he ends up getting her a deal with the devil. Like, deal, um, not a deal with the devil, but gets her into meeting to heaven. So when she goes to heaven now, she goes to heaven and she's meeting with the seraphims. And they're all, like... One of them, we basically find out that they knew what was going on in hell, um, hell. And so they, she had to go like to court. And then Adam was just like, oh, the, the audacity of you guys to come to court and do this. And so it actually, one of the, something that I really liked about that particular scene was they were like, oh, what, what would it take to get a soul into heaven? And so they were basically like, oh, you know, they have to be selfless and they have to defend their friends and like stand up to bullies or whatever. And then they did a, they showed Angel doing just that in hell. And so then they were like, oh, that doesn't, like that doesn't count or whatever. And it was like, so you guys don't have any, like you guys, there's no rules for what makes a soul go to heaven then, you know? Yeah. And so then he was like, how dare you question me? And he was like, you know what? Because you're questioning me, we're going to come 
in two days and the hotel is where we're going first so then they had to go and then they also revealed that um that vaggy I, I don't i always want to say vaggy but it's not vaggy it's vaggy it, it, <laughs> it was really it was revealed vaggy which is her girlfriend right yeah. um it was revealed that vaggy was actually one of the exterminators so she's actually an angel and was exterminating yeah. but because she because she felt like sorry for one of the people them that she was supposed to kill they like um tried to they tr- basically casted her out so then when charlie found that out she was like damn she lied to me and they were like they were having their little they were actually so cute as a couple anyways but they were having their little thing too so when they go back to hell they're they're like oh we need to figure out a new thing like we have to defend ourselves and they're like you know there is a way to kill these exterminators so then they spend so charlie ends up going to the cannibal town to enlist the cannibals to help her to fight them and then vaggy goes to one of the ladies i can't remember her name but she goes to one of the ladies who did the extermination to fight and then the last episode was when they had like the big fight you know and it was actually a pretty mm-hmm. good fight um because like the angels came down and they were all fighting blah 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 and um charlie uh you know when it looks like charlie was about to die lucifer comes in and kind of helps her and saves the day and it's actually pretty cute um, but they did, so they, it, they made it seem like Perlius died because he was sacrificing himself. He actually did it in like a very, um, Pentius, I don't know why I keep saying Perlius, but Pentius, they made it seem like he died because he was like sacrificing, he sacrificed himself to try to help Adam. But it was actually such a fucking scene because it was so funny because he was like, he kissed, um, Cherry Bomb, which is this girl that he had a crush on. And that, that's a whole other thing too. Cause there was like one episode where he's like, he, instead of like telling her that he likes her or whatever, right. He's just like very like, he's like, they're at the bar and he's like, Oh, Cherry, I'm going to buy a drink for you. And she was like, Ew, why? And then he's like, cause I'm buying a drink for everybody in the bar. <laughs> and then it's like, and then he like buys her like he buys her like another shot and then she was like oh thank you he was like yes i bought it for you and everyone else in the bar <laughs> and he's like you know i love you and everybody else in With, the bar. It's like, I, he was like i love you and the way you the, the way everyone comes together like he was just like it's so funny but he did like do a declaration and like kissed her and then she's like oh that's actually kind of hot um and then he was like sacrificing himself and he's like about to charge towards Adam and then Adam looks over and he's like and like basically just snaps his finger and he dies and they're like no it was so funny it was so funny <laughs> like no I know I'm laughing but it, like the scene was just so funny but then um basically at the end of the season it turns out he's not actually dead because when right. we when the last so like after everybody's like they have like the final like song and like they're all like cleaning up after the death and all that stuff um you know they like we find out that Alistair also didn't die and he actually has some deal with someone but he it doesn't say what it is but he's trapped in a deal as well right mm-hmm. and then we find out that Perlis um why do I keep calling that Pentius we find out that Pentius he is actually alive or not alive but his soul actually went to heaven and oh. then this entire time we're like where is Lilith nobody knows where Lilith is turns out Lilith is also in heaven and so 
the secondhand woman to Adam, because Adam died, the secondhand woman to Adam shows up, sees Lilith, and is like, your daughter is making a mess of things. You need to go down to hell and fix it. And then that's how the season ends. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. Honestly, 9.5 out of 10. Like, it was okay. great. It was a fun time. Yeah. Like, I love the animation style. It was it was good. Like, I actually want to rewatch it. Like, I had fun. So you know what, Amazon? We are two for two with your little um, original shows. Right. Well, three for three, you liked Rings of Power. Oh, three for three. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, honestly, I, do, I wouldn't have known because it is on Amazon Prime. And I don't really, mm-hmm. like, I, I don't honestly know anything on there. Because every time mm-hmm. I go on there, it's like slim pickings. And the only times I have things that are, like, interesting are when they're in French. So I, I'm just like, God damn it, well, I Amazon. Think, I think for me, I think it's because... So one 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 we watch a lot of Prime Prime because we have add-ons. We have the add-ons like we have the BET Plus add-ons, and we've been watching. Ah. Um, we've been watching uh, what's it called? Um, all the Queen's Men, which honestly is such a good fucking show. But we've been watching all the Queen's Men on BET, and so mm. like we and then plus I have Fire TV, so like Fire TV always advertises whatever new show is on Prime. Yeah, and so because and I think also because I watched Vox, um, Legend of Vox Machia on it, that like it would it automatically recommends me those type of adult animations, and like because right. I actually so the fun thing was I actually did watch the first episode a while back. I watched it like about when it first came on Amazon and I was like oh it's not out yet and then I was like so I made the note that once it was done I would watch it all and come back and report it to you and I really enjoyed it like I'm saying like it was it was fun like it was funny like I was genuinely laughing in some of the jokes because it's like my type of humor so yeah yeah Oh, that's really right, Tell me all that's about cool. your Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of um, Arrested Development when yeah. the mom was like, oh, go buy a Star Wars. And she gives him money to go see the movie. Um, <laughs> uh, but anyways, RIP Jessica um, Walters. Uh, she has some of the best and most iconic characters of the last 20 years. So anyways, yes, uh, Star Wars. Uh, so I started Bad Batch. I enjoyed it. Yesterday was the 21st, right? Yeah. So yesterday is when the third and final season dropped. I was going to watch it today, but I ended up doing the um, the um, audiobook for Honey and Spice today instead. So, you know, I had to, I'm going to push it to next week. That's fine. But so far, honestly, Bad Batch was really surprising. At first, I was like, why do I want to care about, like, uh, the Bad Batch, basically, of the clones? You know, like, fucked up clones that just they they didn't kill they just decided to make into like a commando unit also that kid that they'd be following around with like omega is kind of annoying as fuck uh but you know it's kind of just like whatever so bad batch literally is just like clone force 99 also known as the bad batch our group of elite of elite clone troopers the genetic mutations that were first introduced in the clone wars uh take then they take on daring mercenary missions in the aftermath of the clone wars so basically when um when um, Operation or Rule Whatever 66 was called, Order 66 was called, which is basically um, something that they added to the DNA to every single clone so they would turn on the Jedi and basically kill other generals. And that's how they, they it was a great Jedi purge of the New Republic. Uh, it doesn't necessarily work on them because they're obviously genetic mutations. So um, there is five members of the Bad Batch 
and that is Hunter, Wrecker, Tech, Echo, and Crosshair. And when Order 66 is called, only Crosshair is affected by it. And he's he's basically like, let's kill some Jedi. And they're like, well, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> so um, there's this Padawan in the beginning. <laughs> and Padawans are like the assistants or like, you know, like they're the student teacher in the student, te- in the student teacher relationship between the Jedi um, masters, right? They always have a Padawan. So this Padawan is like on the run. He's like, whatever. And Hunter lets him go, even though Crosshair spends the whole time trying to murder this man. Actually, this kid, because he, he was a kid, okay? And so they go back to the base in Coruscant, which is basically, Coruscant is where they are made. That's where all the cloning genetic, um, uh, information is and the Kimonians are the people or the beings sorry on this planet and no sorry not in Coruscant um and the um the Kimonians lands is where they make all the clones and so they go back to there because that's where they're from that's their home basically and Crosshair basically betrays them and so and then they are introduced to Omega Omega is also a genetic clone she's a female clone because obviously so which is crazy because you're like how the fuck did that happen? But anyways, she was created before all the other bad batches. And we find out that she was like, she was created intentionally and they were created intentionally by the clones. They're trying to do something new with the clones. Um, because I found this out actually in like a YouTube series that I've been watching on Star Wars is that even with the, there's something that fucks up the force whenever a clone is created because it's like a duplicate. So um, you have like that's why people in like all the clones that are created are not force sensitive because you can't like if you clone a person who already is force sensitive you can't like duplicate it it's it, it kind of adds unbalance to the to force right so I think they were personally trying to create force sensitive clones but it didn't happen and that's how they have these bad batches but anyways they spend most of their time basically just going around trying to first of all trying to figure out what the fuck just happened because they. Because they didn't really get Order 66, they don't know what's going on. They're real confused. And then now they have this little girl who's talking about, um, yeah, I'm older than all of you. And also, I'm a girl. Ha. So they're all on the same. <laughs> and they, they spend this whole time basically, like, recreating their group aspect. Because Crosshair definitely, like, is like, no, I'm going to kill some people. I don't give a fuck. And so he's all evil and shit. And he's, like, stereotypically evil. Like, this man is, like... <laughs> see him and you hear him you're like okay so that's the bad guy like it's crazy that like he got away with pretending to be good this whole time because i feel like he was always a bad guy for that case but anyways he's there and so they spend all their time basically like trying to give omega like getting to know omega and also trying to give her like like every other episode they're like you know we want to leave you with these people and their their kids because we want you to have a regular life she's like no i want to be with you guys you're my family and it's fine they start doing bounty hunting because that's the only way to make money and to get credits in the system now with the empire, like the Republic got dissolved. And so it's just the empire now. And so that's basically what the first two seasons are. Obviously like there's things that happen in there. Um, but really I feel like nothing, like, I feel like it adds context to like the aftermath of order 66, which actually funny enough was the third time I'd watched what had happened after Order 66 was called. Because if you remember in the last episode, I had watched Revenge of the Sith and I had finished The Clone Wars. And both of those deal with 
the fucking aftermath of Order 66. So when I started Bad Batch, I was like, oh, Order 66 again, from a different perspective. I get it. But yeah, so um, it was okay. I actually really liked the end. So the end is when they start doing these like really cool adventures with um, this space pirate who is voiced by Wanda Sykes. Her name is Fee Genoa. And they do like really cool things and they go to some really cool worlds. But the most important thing is that her she has the hots for tech. And then in their last effort, because the um, Empire basically bombed up the Kamoians, they said, mm, we wanna only be the we wanna be the only place that makes clones because we have a secret mission. And so they basically burnt all the clones off the planet, destroyed everything, and then they but they kidnapped a couple of their scientists. And the scientist was like, I'm not gonna work until Omega's here because Omega is important to me. And so this dude from the Empire like kidnaps her and he does get her at the end of season two. And they fail because they're also kidnapped and Crosshair is in like doing whatever he fuck he's doing, being evil. And, uh, but the most important thing that happens in that episode, the last episode of season two, is that Tech dies. And I was emotionally compromised because what the fuck? This man had a good woman waiting for him at home. Why the hell is he the one who dies? Why not Wrecker? I mean, Hunter, I get. Hunter's like the leader. He's like the father or whatever. But I didn't like, I didn't like that at all. I was emotionally, honestly, I'd be emotionally compromised whenever a clone dies and whenever a robot dies. If a person dies on this show or any of these shows so far, I'm like, oh, that's sad. But like when Nine Nine, <laughs> so Nine Nine is like, was the one of the original mutated clones um, who didn't have like, he couldn't be a soldier and he basically was like a janitor or whatever, but he died sacrificing himself. And that's why they named this force after him. I was emotionally compromised when Nine Nine died. Um, I was emotionally compromised when Omega's robot almost died. I was just like, um, fuck, what's the name? AZ. When AZ, and the thing is, it's a robot. So I mean, I don't know if you, it, you can technically say that it died, but like AZ almost got left behind after they destroyed the Kamoans world. And I was emotionally compromised because of that as well, too. So I don't know. It's very funny. But anyways, I'm still watching Bad Batch. And it is actually, like, pretty good. It, as I said, it, it all of these shows basically just enlarge and enrich the world. And so I love seeing AZ again because we saw him before in Clone Wars with fives. R.I.P. to fives. <laughs> another soldier down. And um, he's another clone, too, you know. Like... <laughs> Just, just assume they're all clones and robots. Uh, and so that was Bad Batch. I'm going to watch next the last season next week sometime, I guess. And I'm very excited about that. So then I moved on to Solo because the last season hadn't even come out. And I actually watched Solo before. I watched it with Liz um, and one of Liz's friends. I remember specifically because we went to like Jack Astor's afterwards and had like fishbowl drinks. And it was like a Monday night. So it was probably a bad idea, but we did it anyways. It was fun. Um, I actually didn't mind Solo. So Solo is just basically the story of Han Solo as he um, escaped from Corellia, which is the world that he was on. He was basically like a slave on that planet. And it shows like how he met um, Chewbacca and um, basically his how he met Lando as well, too. And, you know, him and Ephes. And, you know, I mean, it's fun. It was like a caper film. I would say like that's the best thing I could say about it. It wasn't as bad as I remembered, but Donald Glover playing Lando was so bad because he was playing it. He was bad in general. Like I mean, outside of Troy, 
outside of Troy Barnes, I can't really like. I'm just sick and tired of seeing him in things. Like, stop. <laughs> it was so bad. Uh, but once again, the only person. Okay, so actually, a human being in there died as well that I was sad about. So Thandi Thandi uh, Newton was in it, and she played Val Beckett, but she dies so early. I it's kind of like whatever. But you know, I don't like seeing black people die in things, so you know, it's fine. Like I was kind of just like sad about it, but whatever. Um, but L3 was the robot. Once again, another robot. When L3 died, I was like, why the fuck did this need to happen? Just like, why? Why? Because you know what L3 did? First of all, L3 is a robot activist. And basically she spent like her whole time on like short time in this film was spent in enlightening the robots and freeing them from their captivity. She literally led a robot like <laughs> revolution <laughs> in her short time that she was there okay so you know pouring up for l3 but yeah it was okay um in terms of like if i would would if i had to rate it out of 10 i would give it like a six a six or 6.5 or something it's fine it, it does what it needs to do out in enrich like i feel like he was too good for this role and this script which is very surprising, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like I he can't do any wrong anyway since I saw him in Beautiful Creatures, so maybe that's also it. But anyways, I enjoyed him as... I thought he did a really good job as Han Solo, and I thought Emilio Clark was okay in it, you know, as she is in most things. Mm -hmm. uh, but yes, so that was that. And then I watched the Obi-Wan Kenobi TV series. It's only been a season, and basically it just follows Obi-Wan after Order 66 once again where the um they're being hunted by um this the inquisitors and the inquisitors are part of the empire and they basically their whole job is to fucking murder all the the jedi like they hunt them down and that's what they do and each mm -hmm. like member of the inquisitor is called like brother or sister and they have like numbers or whatever and so uh, the Grand Inquisitor and Reva, who's the third sister, like those are like the main characters, as well as Darth Vader. And Hayden Christensen came back for it. He is acting got better. I mean, it's only been two decades, but it's better. <laughs> and <laughs> he's playing like Darth Vader, but he also did like uh, it's funny. He did a flashback scene as like when he was um, Obi Wan's Padawan, and I'm like, he must be the oldest Padawan on the planet, but it's fine. You know, you, you can't help the aging process. We can't, you know, it's fine. And so it, it was actually really good. I was skeptical, I think, because I'm just like, I mean, we know that this man beyond Tatooine or Tatooine, Tatooine, I think that's what it's called. That's another thing. As I was watching and consuming a lot of Star Wars media, I'm like, how is it that white people don't want to say things like, you know, um, I don't know. They don't want to like say people's real names if it's too too out of the norm. But they know how to say like Kwa Gong Jin and no, like, it's, it's, it's actually like, no. It's crazy. It's fucking ridiculous. Like they can they can fucking pronounce like um all of those fucking those fucking weird ass like no offense to the Polish people, but all of those fucking Polish names with the, the silent Z's and the silent S's and D's and K's. But oh my God, put put freaking put freaking Bolu and they can't pronounce that. Like why? Right. Why can't you pronounce I cannot? It's literally right. I cannot. 
it's like, oh, I don't know how to, I don't want to pronounce it the wrong way, but you can pronounce Wershker or whatever. Like, get the fuck out of my face. Yeah, because I'm just like, you know how long it took me to pronounce Jin? Because that is not a very easy name to pronounce. But it, <laughs> I actually had to practice it because I was like, I'm not going to keep fucking up this man's name. That's disrespectful. Even though he don't even exist. He, he's a fictional character. It don't matter. Yeah. You know, we should respect it. And then I thought to myself, like, why are white people, all these white people can pronounce all of this Star Wars shit. And they have a problem. If you say your name, like Kikiola, like that's a hard name. I, I'd rather call you Kiki. Like, no, you know what? Ashley pron- spelt Ashleyang. You need to fuck up. You need to fuck off. Okay. Like at that point, that's what you need to do. But sorry, that is a thought that came to me as I was watching this Star Wars stuff. Cause I'm like, these are not easy names to be pronouncing. And you guys have no problem with that. So basically, it's a choice at this point. But, anyways, I actually thoroughly enjoyed Obi-Wan's series. It was dark, obviously, because, like, I mean, one of the first couple episodes is showing, um, like, a a, a Jedi Knight who goes to Obi-Wan and is like, you know, we have to do something. We have to rise above it. And he's like, we have to we have, we have to win the war. And Obi-Wan is like, uh, we lost the war, guys. Like, your best thing you could do for yourself is bury your lightsaber and live your life, okay? And literally, like, a day later, he comes and he finds that man has been murdered by the Inquisitor because he, you know, still had hope and still wanted to, you know, help people. And that's actually how we got caught. That's how they've been catching all the Jedis. The Jedis cannot stop helping people. And then rumors start to spread and the Inquisitors find out and they go and they murder people. So um, one of the main characters, Reva, she was a, pa- she was like a young lid. So it's basically in the, on Coruscant, um, in the, their main temple, they would have the younglings. Those are force sensitive kids who would eventually become, and they train them and they eventually become um, Jedi and things like that. So Reva was a youngling who Anakin did not kill. He killed everybody else but her. And they brainwashed her or whatever. And then she became an Inquisitor. But she she spends basically most of the series trying to murder Obi-Wan or try to find Obi-Wan so she can murder him. And to the extent that she kidnaps Princess Leia. And a lot of what we see in the series is like um, Obi-Wan trying to keep the secret of Luke and Leia. But also, and also still trying to look out for them because, you know, if people sense even the force in them, they'll they'll be able to make the connection. And so he spends most of the series with Leia after she's been kidnapped. He goes and finds her and they have to make their way back. But now they're in the Empire, so it's really hard to travel. So they meet up with these revolutionaries. And um, what's her name? Um, Kumal Nanjalani is in it. He's really funny. He's always actually really funny, so it's fine. He is um, actually really yeah. funny. Yeah, and it's like really kind of dry humor as well too i like it so i mean i really enjoyed him in this he you know what it is he fakes being a jedi to to get people to pay him for and he he has this thing where he has a magnet that he can he attaches to like the his hand and he uses it to like draw the, the lightsaber to him to show that he's a jedi it's really funny but he actually ends up joining the resistance in the early fledging days of the resistance and the rebellion so um and he he helps them try to escape and then um also indira varma is on there and she was a former empire like general or something like that but they basically um like they tricked her and her crew into like murdering all these force sensitive kids because that's basic after four, <laughs> order 66 basically anybody who's force sensitive was murdered it don't matter who you are you don't have to be a jedi you could just be somebody just mind your business if you were force sensitive they were going to kill you 
And so she, after that, she decided she didn't want to do it. So she's part of this rebellion and they use this thing called, I think called the path, which is like, um, it's connected through like different nations and, and things like that to help get Jedi out to safety and all the force sensitive people into safety. And I mean, actually, you know what? She's a non-human that died that I was sad about. But also she died with her robot who was helping her. And so it was really emotional, the scene when they both basically died at the same time. And then she like blew up um, the ro- the Empire and, and their stormtroopers. But yeah, I thought it was really good. It was like, <laughs> it was kind of funny unintentionally because he was like, there's a one scene where he was like his binoculars and he's watching Luke and their family. And I'm like, stranger danger. Obi-Wan, you cannot be watching this eight-year-old. Like, this this is fucking weird, okay? Like, I this is why Uncle Luke is telling you to leave them alone, because it's creepy. Anybody who's seen this is creeped out. Uh, but, yeah, I thought it was really interesting. Like, I thought Leia was kind of annoying. I didn't really care that much about Luke. But the the crux of it was, like, Riva and um, Obi-Wan and their connection to um, Darth Vader, who's going around, like, also trying to find Obi-Wan because, you know he's in love with him or whatever. I don't know. And so it it was kind of like interesting seeing how they, like there's just so much love and hate between these three characters because Reva hates um, Darth Vader, but she has to work for him and do his bidding, even though he murdered everybody she loved uh, because like that's the only way, like her whole plan was to be the best inquisitor so she could kill him, which is stupid because Look how strong that man is. You were just never going to be able to kill him. But she did so many terrible things in this path for revenge, right? Like the ultimate revenge was to kill him. And the only way to kill him was to find Obi-Wan. So like she didn't even hate Obi-Wan. She just was like, I need you here because you're the only thing that he thinks about. And so you need to be here so that I can have my chance to kill him. And Obi-Wan is like not dealt with Anakin going to the dark side. Like he... Like, he's still so confused about everything that's going on. So there's, like, this ending scene where Reva has a chance to kill Luke and knowing, like, that would be, like, a way to hurt um, Darth Vader because he'd be her ass, obviously. And then, but it's also at the same time, Obi-Wan is fighting um, Anakin as Darth Vader now. And he's, like, he couldn't kill him before. He thought he just left him to die because he literally could not kill Anakin because he loved him so much. And this is a chance for him to let that go because Anakin is gone. Like Anakin is dead. This is Darth Vader and you need to kill him because he's a bad guy. And so I liked like the acting itself really hard carried that like final scene um, Mm -hmm. where Obi-Wan was able at that point to be like, okay, I can, I can move on. I can, you know, be better and like stop being stuck in the past and in all this misery because of everything that I've lost because he is dead. The past is dead. It's already come and gone. Um, I need to move forward because I need to take care of these kids. I need to make sure that they're ready for whatever it is that they need to do. And so I know I kind of like that. And I did like seeing the Inquisitors and seeing Reva's relationship with the other Inquisitors because they are all basically former Jedis as well. Some like Inquisitors turned away from the force, the light side of the force to the dark side. And some were like um, brainwashed and tortured into doing it. So I just, I know, I thought it was like a really well put together show. It was only 12 episodes, very, you know, story driven and I, I just enjoyed it. So I, if I had to rate it out of 10, I would probably give it like an eight or a nine, like depending on how I feel. Okay. Um, Star Wars Rebels. I mean, honestly, 
this has to be the weakest of everything that I've watched so far in it. And that's probably why I've only like two or three episodes in. It's basically just showing you the start of the revolution through like this kid named um, Ezra, who I know becomes really important. So that's the only reason I'm forcing myself to fucking watch it. But it's just like really boring. He, he meets this ragtag team um, of the rebellion and their leader is like a real Jedi. And his name is Kanan um, Jarrus and, you know, I mean, I already know he dies because it's one of those things that you already hear about, but I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I, I'm watching it sort of whatever, and, but I understand that these characters are all important because like Hera is on, like two of the characters are on Ahsoka's show and um, Kanan obviously being a former Jedi is important and Ezra is still alive and doing, I, well, I don't know if he's still alive, but there's some stuff with like Darth Maul. And so I'm kind of just watching it, just, you know, seeing how it is. It's just not very interesting. Like, I'm, I feel bad to say that. Uh, it's just the weakest of everything that I've watched so far outside of the first two prequels. But yes, uh, that's the Star Wars corner, guys. Um, I'm almost at A New Hope, episode four. I like, I did this all to get there, but it's such a slow process. So <laughs> there's so much content to consume before it. Uh, but I am almost at the original series, the original trilogy, guys. I'm very excited. I I, I feel like I it's going to take forever to get there, but I'm almost there. And I'm very happy that I'm almost there. And yeah, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, that's the Star Wars corner. Okay, uh, okay, so okay, we can okay. get into dramas. <laughs> I don't know why every time we say drama, that's like what I automatically have to do. Like I have to sing it. <laughs> that or I'm the drama from um, only you. Only you would sing that because I generally I know you love that song. I don't remember it. Drama, mama, mama, drama, mama. When my girls in the back, girls in the back, drama. Yes, let's get to dramas, guys. Uh, so I guess I can just, I don't know. I finished Ghost Bride. I don't know if you, what else you've watched on your own. I've not watched anything. So, oh, but okay. like, once again, we've already talked about Ghost Bride on this show. That's true. But I want to say. Just give that, your final, just give your, that's what I'm doing. About, like this show, just give your final thoughts. Yeah, no, I loved it. Okay. I thought it was so fucking good. It was so I good. was not, Such a good I was drama. so shocked when I found out that Isabel was the one who had killed that man, I was like, <laughs> what the hell? And to find out that she had an affair with this man too, but she was ready to marry his brother. Oh girl. Oh girl, 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 girl. Um, and also Erlang and Leland are adorable. They are so cute together. Um, I, I, I just, they're so precious. I think they have such great chemistry and they're so cute. But yeah, no, it was fantastic. Like 10 out of 10. I actually thoroughly enjoyed this drama. Oh my God, when Old Wong died, I was like, no. But he got to go swim with that little boy that he, I guess, unintentionally led to the murder of. So I was like, okay. <laughs> but anyways, yes, I thoroughly enjoyed Ghost Bride. I actually um, put a hold on the book because I want to read the book since it doesn't look like this is getting a second season. So yeah. There's that. Uh, okay. And then outside of that, we are watching two dramas together. But I think we didn't watch any new episodes of the Doctor stuff. 
So we can just talk about perfect marriage revenge, which is fine because that's a superior drama, clearly. <laughs> uh, so perfect marriage revenge. Han Yi Ju is a painter who was adopted by Han Ji Wang, sorry, Han Jin Wang and Lee Jung Hae. Her father runs Hanwell Financial Group. Yet Han, sorry, yet Yiju was not loved by her parents or her younger sister Yula. Uh, she was always isolated from her family. Now Yiju is married to Jun Se Hyuk. She learns that her husband loves her sister and not her. On the same day that she finds that out, Yiju gets into a car accident and dies. When Han Yiju wakes up, she finds herself back in time where she was engaged to this man. To change her fate and take revenge on her family, she breaks off her engagement to Se Hyuk. She then approaches Doguk, whom her younger sister wants to marry. Doguk is the grandson of the Teja uh, group's founder, and he is a smart and handsome young man. Yiju wants to enter into a contract marriage with Doguk, and he willingly accepts, but he wants a contract marriage to become a real marriage. So yeah, that is like a very bare bones. Guys, 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 guys. But this is like we, we are so obsessed with it. Like it's so not good. it's it's not even like a joke. Like you should this is how you know we are obsessed with this. We started this drama like maybe like what two weeks ago? We're on episode mm-hmm. eight. <laughs> like eight of twelve. <laughs> and honestly, the only reason we did that it, drama. Honestly, if it was Nikki and three if, of us, if it was just Nat and I alone watching it, <laughs> right. we would have been finished it from the right. second day that we watched it. Absolutely, literally the second day because we remember Nikki had to go, other Nikki had to go, and we were like, oh. damn, <laughs> <laughs> we're ready to sit there and watch the drama all day, okay? Uh, but yeah, so basically, uh, Yiju was married to the loser Sehyuk, and um. Her family, well, her mother runs like this gallery place, and we she finds out basically in the same day this man's in love with her sister, only married her to get closer to her sister, and also that her mom was using her paintings um, to commit fraud, and then she had to take the blame for it to help her family. Obviously, you know, saving face, blah 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 blah. But that her mother basically hated her this from this. I know her sister hated her, and her husband hated her, and everybody hated her basically. And so at the end of the episode, she gets into a car accident. And she's in the hospital and her mom admits, like, I hated you since we adopted you. You're the worst. I fucking, you know, uh, you're the, you're everything that I hate in this world. And she murders her. She literally, her her mother murders her. And, um, you know, Yuji's like in the bed thinking to herself, like, oh my God, if I, I need to get my revenge, I need to come back, whatever, whatever. And so she does. It's a year in the past, she literally is like, she makes up, she's like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and she has to go try on a dress to marry the man that she loved who loved her sister. Uh, but from that moment, she's like, I ain't no loser. I'm a bad like, bitch. She's like, I'm not a loser. I'm getting my revenge on all these motherfuckers. And I'm like, yeah, girl, get it. Right. So she um, tells Sehyuk to go suck himself. And he, she breaks their engagement and she goes up to Doguk in like a hotel and she's like, yeah, let's go to your room. And he's like, cause he's supposed to meet her sister. And he's like, okay. <laughs> cause we already established in the first episode, he's kind of weird about her. So in the second, in this, I think the second or third episode, whatever, she um, propositions him. He's like, oh yeah, let's go. I'm good. And so they go and, um, they don't sleep together, obviously. They just get to know each other. And 
through that, she just she kind of lets him know that she wants to do some. She wants to get back at her family and she wants revenge and stuff like that. So and then he's like, "I'm yeah. there." He's listen. This man is like such a fucking simp. Like he is like deep, deep in the simping. Like right. There is, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I have, I was talking, like, I told you guys, like, I have not been, like, it's not even like he's, like, very attractive either, because, like, he's not very attractive to me personally, but it's the, 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 the swagger of it, like, his personality, like, he is a His man. body, his body. Like, he is a Oh, man. my God. <laughs> Oh my god. Like the things Ugh, he says, yes. the things he does, like that is a man. When she kissed him and he was just like <laughs> so, 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 so they like went on like this little uh date or whatever and they're at the picnic and they're eating guys, right? Or and like she's he's feeding her, but she can't eat like real fancy foods she, because and then she explains how she doesn't eat up much because like her family poisoned her and she's like crying and all that stuff. And then she's like, he's he's like, Yeah, I'll help you with revenge. So then he was like, What's like, you know, give me a gift or whatever? And he opens his arms to her. So like, you know, he wanted a hug, but like she didn't know that, so she gave him a kiss. And then right. she was like, Oh, and then he was, she was like, oh, I'm sorry, that's not what you meant. And then he grabbed her and I was like, ah. And they kissed properly. Properly, guys. It was, we were squealing. We were like, oh. <laughs> we were watching it and we have not. I will say though, where before. the fuck is my, we haven't gotten any more kisses since. Mm-mm. I will say, they did have a bed scene though. Kind they of. They did, yeah. Um. Where he was just like, you know, I'm at my patience. Uh, I'm at, and, and they just went at it. And I was like, okay. 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 So here's the only thing about Sunghoon in this. Sunghoon must have got some Botox. <laughs> so he can't move his face very well. <laughs> We're at eight episodes in though. So he's starting to have some facial movements. But literally in the first like four episodes, he could not move his face much. It was very distracting. Um, especially since he's so high. It's kind of like... Uh, but anyways what else what also makes this drama like work really well is because it's eight it's only 12 episodes so we're already cutting off the fat the nonsense that we usually get in these dramas literally things happen at a very reasonable pace they don't waste any time with reveals um and also everybody sees so yuju's family hates her basically except for her dad but his her dad doesn't really hate anybody he just doesn't care about anybody so you know they whatever but the sister and the mother specifically um are awful and what i like about um Dogok's family is that his family are just like we have to save her from these people like they can see like even though um obviously like it took a while for yuju and Dogok to like fall in love or whatever they were kind of playing it up at the beginning they were they saw her family they saw her mom trying to sabotage her and they called her mom on it every single time the sister-in-law the mother-in-law who's amazing like they honestly it's so like they call it like it's no bullshit it's just just so amazing like the fact Mm -hmm. like even so when the sister-in-law like when the sis like the the adopted sister was first trying to make it seem like our girl was like some kind of evil wench or whatever or like pathetic and then the sister-in-law was like well if you're talking about her that way then I know that's not true because right. you're the nasty one here and I was like gag her 
<laughs> right. Or like when the mom, like at the um, family meeting, when the families met each other and the the mom was kind of bad mouthing her and the sister's like, that doesn't sound like something you say here about your daughter. Like what do yeah. you mean? Like they, like, I love that. They it's like they, they all recognize, they all realize that like the family is shit. Um, so up to this point in the story, spoiler alert, guys. Um, so the sister, the adoptive sister is trying to get with his brother because <laughs> she's a fuck. They're such fucking losers. Basically, yeah. So the brother literally tried to hurt Dogak. Dogak has an older brother. They're half brothers, though, because like um, the older brother's mother died or whatever. And then the father remarried and had two more kids. So he's a second son. And his older brother tried to hurt him and he tried to push him off a boat or something like that. And then he slipped and fell off the boat, but he told yeah. everybody that it was him, even mm-hmm. though they had proof that it wasn't that. But story. they didn't show it because they didn't want to put the, to per- perpetuate the narrative of right. it being, um, of basically saying that like, you know, steps, the step sibling trauma type thing. Right, like exactly. She, they didn't she want, didn't want to peace. Yeah, she didn't want to be like the nasty stepmother, unlike the fucking cunt that's in her family. Right, right. And the brother, but the brother, let me tell you, this man has a cane, but don't let that fool you. He will <laughs> fight you because he be trying to beat people's ass all the time. Uh, and but then on, in the same breath, he'll complain about how he's less of a man. So I don't know what he needs to sit down with a therapist or something. I mean, like he's that. just a loser. Like he him really and loser. him and the sister are very aptly matched because they're both losers. Right. They they were also a loser. Her ex boyfriend also. <laughs> he's the biggest loser though of all because not only like they're all losers, but at least they're rich. He's a loser and he's poor. Okay, so this man. This fuckboy had somebody who loved him to the moon and back, okay? And he never cared about her in the same way. He knew he didn't. So he, but he decided to marry her and make her life, like, unhappy, basically. And then fucking tell her, like, it was never you. I never liked you, blah, blah, blah. Obviously, that was in the other life. But now they're in this life. And he, he didn't tell her that, right? But it's the same person. So, I mean, I can definitely put the future actions on this man. So he's in love with... Um, the sister. The sister don't give a shit about him, but she's dragging him, losing, using him, like, the whole time. Like, he didn't even know that she was trying to get with the brother. The Dogo's brother. She's just, he's just there. And then his mom and his sister, specifically his sister, are, like, scheming on top of that just for themselves while berating him and calling him a loser. I'm not gonna lie, though. In that scene with the, with, um, Yiju and Dogok and Sehyuk, it really was given Alpha Omega verse vibe. Like a clear alpha, and you had a clear beta male. Like on the no, side. it was crazy because, like, like I said, like I don't know, like he is just so fucking attractive. Like it's not even like I'm not like physically looking at his face. I'm not attracted to his face whatsoever. But the character, like that, is just a man. I mean, you know me. I like him. I like rugby players. I like hockey players. I like, you know, ruggedness. I don't know. It's just very attractive to me. So mm-hmm. his body type mm, is completely in line with me. Not the face so much. Yeah, um, exactly. Like the face can't, is you can't like, move it. The, yeah. <laughs> you can't move it. Like the body good, but the, the the face no. But just the character, like like the written character. Like the fact that like when she was even yes. talking to the mom and like he just, he's just so he's just such a man, like very attentive in the way he 
does things for her very just ugh, love him. Like he and his dream is basically just to be married to her and cook her food. And that's, that's literally his dream. And he gets that's to live all he wants. so cute. So oh he's actually God. also from the future, guys. Right. He's also yeah, we found out. So when she got into the car accident, two cars hit each other and there was like a truck or whatever. And so we didn't get to see the other car or the person that in the other car to see what happened to them. And I was like, that's suspicious. So then we find out that he, he like, basically they have like countdown, like they have dates on their arm, on their, yes, on their wrist. And so yeah, we like a little he, tattoo. Yeah, he had like a watch on, so we didn't know. And then it kind of became obvious that it, he was from the future anyways, but he doesn't know yet. So we're kind of waiting to see how that pans out. Oh, and another not so secret is that her mom, so basically she is actually, they call her the adopted daughter in the family, but she's actually the blood daughter of the father. He had an affair or he was with somebody first before he got with the stepmother, this evil stepmother. And she actually is the one who tried to kill um, the, the, the girlfriend and while she was pregnant and she failed. But the little girl went to the adoption agency and they literally went there intentionally to adopt her. Um, and she knows that it's the real daughter. He doesn't know, though, for whatever reason. His father knows, though. Um, and his father's been Team Yuju the whole time anyway, so it doesn't really matter in that front. But we know, like, this woman is evil. She's wicked because she she tried to kill a pregnant lady. Then she blamed, she she made her stepdaughter or whatever take the blame and then tried to kill and then literally killed her in the hospital mm-hmm. and now she's now in the preview she's going to try to kill her again so after all the poisoning though so i mean there's that also she's poisoning her husband too i mean it's crazy guys there's stuff oh there's always stuff going on it feels like these episodes are like 10 minutes the way that we kind of go through them it just it doesn't, doesn't yeah. feel like time is flying like it doesn't feel like time is, is is like ticking down or anything like that it doesn't drag at any point we're like completely attuned with what's going on it's great like we complained about dramas not dramaing but like this drama nah, this yes. drama is dramaing yeah it like, definitely yeah. is so really enjoying yeah. it guys right we'll, we'll, obviously by the time we record we'll be done we'll be done like, for no, sure there's no doubt in my mind that we'll we were done. gonna you know what when nikki was like are you guys free today i was like ooh, maybe we should change the recording so that we can <laughs> watch before but no. i'm like no, we should probably do this because no, you need time to, to edit and stuff so that's fine. yeah but yeah no right. I, I did have that thing that small little thought uh, but yes. yeah mm-hmm. let's right. get to books that's it books yay i'm sure you so, read a billion i've only read I'm the not. one i've just been very busy so you only read our book of the month mm-hmm. okay i didn't so have time talk for about, anything else yeah okay i'll talk about my the the three and then we'll talk about the book of the month okay so um i you know very much in omegaverse land <laughs> So I read two Omegaverse. I, I love I two, Omegaverse land. So I read two Omegaverse books, but I'm also like, it's funny because um, I'm also now in like Backlove land too. But anyways, so Omegaverse, I read, um, let's talk about, oh, sorry. I was looking at my ratings and I actually rated the other one more. So, <laughs> um, so I found a rare Rarely amongst these Omegaverse lands, which is I found a book that had a black female lead as the Omega. Um, and so it's called Fleeting Fate by Sabrina Day. And the thing is, I 
I actually had this in my list to read for a while, but I wanted to wait until the second book was out. And then the second book was out, but then I can't find it anywhere. And then I saw on like her blog or something that like they pulled the book for like editing errors or something like that. And oh. it hasn't gone up back yet. And I was just like so confused. But anyways, so Hidden Omegas, um, book one, Fleeing Fate by Sabrina Day. Nature... Nature knows where you belong. For more than two decades, my entire world was made up of three square miles buried deep in the woods. The same three people, the same daily routine. Life revolved around trying to keep my mother, brother, and myself safe from my father's corrections. When a sudden bout of violence reveals a way out, I find myself speeding towards a new life behind the wheel of a stolen pickup truck. The bed loaded down with a feral monster it used to be my brother now i'm hungry and lost in a new world filled with dynamics i know nothing about when the sheriff or of a nearby town offers to help i'm hesitant he swears his pack of friends dominant and gorgeous can help my brother adjust to what he's become but the longer i spend around them the more i worry about their help about accepting their help means i won't escape their care with my heart and soul intact with my past hot on my heels and new threads bearing down, there's only one question left to have to answer. <laughs> Am I willing to pay their price even if it means changing everything I know about myself? I thought the woods were my prison, but what if I was wrong? Maybe I was hidden for a reason and I just left behind the only place that was keeping me safe. So this is a Omega verse. This is actually a shifter omega book um so they are shifters but interestingly enough i it seems like it's only the alphas that shift in this verse so like nobody else oh. has a wolf except spoiler alert she actually shifts um later because we find out that she's obviously super special because why would she be um so i don't remember their names I, i'm sorry i can't i don't remember the names i apologize uh because it, it's been a while since i read it i read it like uh, i don't know maybe I think I read, I probably finished it right after we recorded the last time, but we have our female lead and her brother is, um, oh, Ava and Shay. Yep. Ava and Shay. Oh, Ava, Shay, um, Aiden, Gabe, Malcolm, and Hayes. Yeah. That's the names. So Ava, Sh Ava and Shay, they live on this like compound and it's very like with a beta father, they have a beta father and an omega mother. And then it's sex is cursed in this book like it's all like you know don't have sex you'll die type thing and so he doesn't the father has been teaching that like you know um it's disgusting evil whatever um the mother ends up dying and then they're burying the mother and when they bury the mother the father comes up and digs up the grave and it's like you know fuck that bitch she don't deserve to be married um <laughs> deserve to be buried and then the brother latches out um at her he locks them up because he's torturous you know always being on them whatever so he locks them up in like a cage uh, locks her up, locks him up in a cage then he shifts the guy shifts into like a wolf and when he shifts into the wolf um he the father gets these like uh different because like in this world there's like they're the betas kind of rule things and then shifters are isolated to different packs like different like parts of the world type thing and so the alphas they've like what the betas do is they take these alphas and they lock them up and they starve them and whatever so he was he was taking the son to go do all of that with mm -hmm. right um, so then the sister is like tries to help whatever hell breaks out 
they he can't shift back she actually ends up escaping with him she's driving with this wolf in the car the sheriff pulls her over which is gabriel and gabe pulls her over and then brings her into the bar and then they start talking and he's like okay so you're not your brother is like he's very clearly an alpha um and i have like like the pack leader will come help you like because like he is in a relationship with Aiden, who is a part of the main pack for this um, settlement, right? And mm-hmm. so at the same time, this the main pack, they're trying to find the Omega um, because that's what, like, they believe that being, having an Omega will make it better type thing. So then um, she, after that, like, they when they get to the, like, she goes and obviously being in more Alpha's presence is, is when she starts presenting as Omega. She almost gets kidnapped. They save her. She latches on to Hayes and bites him in, like, a half-claiming mark. So then that binds her to the pack. And basically, you know, they grow together, whatever. She, But she, within herself, she's still like, you know, I don't know anything about this world. Like, I don't know who these people are. So a lot of the book is felt like, explaining like you know the whole universe being shifters like stuff like that like a huge chunk of the book is that so basically like you know whatever she gets close to some of the guys um they talk about like having like creating a pack because Aiden and Gabriel they have their own like relationship too that they have to work on um so then eventually she eventually she ends up getting kidnapped again and like taken to this place and the guys come in to save her and then like it's like a huge hurrah fight and the fight that breaks out ends up she ends up shifting and she shifts into like what was it like a type like a white tiger or something i forgot what she shifts into but she ends up shifting and that's when they're all like oh that's this is like our true mate or whatever and then the book basically ends on that point where she has not shifted back yet um so yeah it wasn't bad. Um, I gave it 3.5 stars because, like, once again, like I said, like, I don't, it's, I've not really seen a book with a black female lead, you know? Um, and right. I enjoyed it for the most part. I thought it was, like, decently written and everything. Um, so I gave it 3.5 out of uh, 5 stars. So then the next book that I read, which was also a Numegaverse book, was um, Lonely Alpha by Olivia Lewin, which is book six in the poison verse series and so here's the thing like i've not read like all i've not read book one to five in the poison verse series because they're all standalones, <laughs> they're all standalones right so like okay. with probably like standalones with references to other things like other things so like this one right. is like so this one references the previous not the previous story but like i think it references like book four or whatever in the series where we have our um we have the female lead, which is the alpha, the the alpha. She is her story is like she's the the sister of this guy from a previous book, book. right? Oh, okay. So let me read it. <clears throat> Lonely Alpha, Olivia Lewin, a violent Omega on the run, a corporate fixer backed into a corner, a pack forbidden to both of them and omega is the last thing i need especially one who's demanding obsessive and, and violent but when kiara shows up in my apartment i'm forced to keep her close it doesn't matter that i know nothing about her except how pretty she looks in that dress and how desperately she wants a dark blonde i'm stuck with her i need backup and there's only one pack i trust but a larger pack are a problem all on their own no one can know that we're spending time together because they're not just any pack they're my brother's scent matches the ones he rejected years ago 
with Kiara's secret piling on to me, none of us can see what's clearly happening. However, one thing's for sure, enemies are colluding and I'm going to have to make an impossible choice because there might be only one way to save Kara. So the reason why actually I even stumbled upon this was because my friend was reading Sweetheart um, part one, which is actually in this series as well. And this is, it talks about a dark pack, right? Um, um, a dark bond. So it talks about a dark bond. And basically a dark bond is like a one-sided bond between a omega and alpha and omega where the when they're bitten like the alpha has like the omega is under complete mercy of um or alpha or their alpha yeah yeah under complete okay. mercy of their alpha so i had tried to read sweetheart but it was so hard to read because the, <laughs> the writing the writing was just so much like it was just not good in my opinion um, it was just very like dry. Mm -hmm. And so I stopped reading it. And then I, and then I was like, oh, this, I, cause I had seen the lonely alpha because me, I'm very, I'm always intrigued by books that surround female alphas. So I saw the lonely alpha and I was, and I had bookmarked it to read. So that's why I ended up getting, picking it to read. So basically with the, what the story is, like it said, um, Layton, she's like a corporate fixer very she's well known as being like the um like people hire her to fix things right basically think olivia pope okay. um and so yeah. she uh in this story she's actually been like she when she when she arrives home there is an omega in her apartment and it's this girl kiara and then we find out that kiara is um She's a uh, boss, like mob boss's daughter, basically, and that they've been training her to be an Omega so that they can sell her off to the highest bidder. Because obviously, you know, in this world, Omegas are useless. But anyway, so they've been trying to, they've been training her to sell off to the, the highest bidder. So Kira's like, you know, give me a bar dark bond. And she was like, no, I'm not going to give you a dark bond. You can stay here for now, but like, I'm not going to give you a dark bond. And then she actually has been sleeping with her. The rejected mate from her brother's scent match, um, Alistair. She's been sleeping with him for the for the longest time, um, about two or three years or whatever. But she's very like you know, very stoic. Like you know, I don't want like love. Like that's not what I'm here for. Type thing. Even though not Alistair Ambrose, my bad. Um, and it was a. It's fine. So she and then Ambrose. He's with Mercury. But then they broke up because when her brother rejected the pact to be like together, Dash fell into like this like disparity. And so Ambrose um, Mercury felt like it was the best, the best thing to do was to break up so that they weren't having a relationship while Dash wasn't, you know? It yeah. was, I don't know, made no sense, but whatever. <laughs> so she ends up calling Ambrose. Ambrose comes and he's like helping her out. Cause she's like, I don't know what to do with this, like this girl here. Like, you know, help me out, blah, blah, blah. Um, so then they go. So then, you know, while he's like helping her with her or whatever, um, and, uh, Kiara notices that like, obviously they, their scents are mingling. So they've obviously fucked. And so she doesn't, she doesn't trust Alpha. So she ends up stabbing him. And that like, Torm like that causes like the whole 
trickle down effect of like a bunch of shit that happened so she ends up like trying to run away she gets caught by her brother then Leighton has to go and Leighton's um Leighton like bites her so then because they have this dark bond she's also getting blackmailed by like these two other people like her mom and this dude Soren who is the father who's just he was a he's a dark omega that goes around and like fucks and has like all of these kids and it's just like feral because like in this world like they don't there's like you there's shots that you need to take when you get presented as a as an omega and if you don't take them then you're considered a gold ring of omega which is on unruly or whatever but then he's been going around and just infecting bitches everywhere and getting fucked by all of these people and like creating it there's like a whole bunch of like weird ass shit going on but so in terms of like the relationship though so like basically what ends up happening is that like um kira and layton they get told that they have to join this other pack um but then layton obviously um kira obviously is like close to her her first eat and so, like, all hell breaks loose. Kira, um, Leighton ends up getting kidnapped at one point, And then they have to, like, free her, make a deal with Soren and all that stuff. And then, you know, it ends on, like, a good note, a happy ever after. Because, it like, all the guys end up like it. It was, like, a very well-rounded book in the terms of, like, you know, all of the guys end up having, they both like Leighton and Kira, right? And then oh, Kira... Okay. And then Kiara, she has like a relationship with all of them, and just like Leighton, Leighton ends up having a relationship with all of them as well. So it's like a very well formed um, path. Like the only only person, like the only thing is that Dash only has his his relationship is only with um, Kiara and Leighton, whereas everybody else, like every other relationship, is amongst everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like, cause like Mercury, Mercury and Leighton have a relationship, Mercury and Kiara have a relationship, Ambrose and Mercury have a relationship, like, so, whatever, um, but anyways, so, overall, I, overall, it was good, I gave it four stars, but here's why I gave it four stars, <laughs> so, the reason why I actually ended up liking this, because it was, it was nice, it was a nice, um, what's the word, it was a nice, uh, change of pace, so, Leighton, she's a female alpha, so she's very dumb, but she is submissive to Ambrose, right? Okay. Um, so she's like a bigger alpha. Yeah. So she's, okay. but only Ambrose. She's only submissive to Ambrose, even though he's not the pack leader. Dash is the pack leader. And then Dash is dumb over Kiara, but he's submissive to Leighton. And then Mercury also is, he's dumb over Kiara, but is submissive to Leighton as well. Which brings me to the reason why I gave this book four stars. <laughs> okay. She pegged, she pegged him. And I was like, oh, four stars for pegging. <laughs> uh, oh my God. I mean, I get it, but also a guess. <laughs> because, because actually what, because, so the interesting thing, right? Because, because Ambrose and Layton, they've been, they were dating for like four years, basically, not dating, but they were fucking each other for like four years behind their pack members back. So the entire time when Ambrose and, and, and Mercury were not fucking, he was fucking Layton, right? And yeah. he never, and Mercury never knew, Mercury never knew that it was Layton that he was fucking. So then basically what happens was, because like, even though they like her, like her and Mercury have like this sexual atten- sexual attention, they were like, we need to cut it, like we need to get to the root of this if, there were, if we're going to be like a happy, true path. Because obviously you must have some type of resentment because your boyfriend's been fucking me for like the last whatever. And right. so then they're like, you know what, we need to ease out of this tension 
by getting to each other. And so then she was like, do you think that if I fuck you, it will make it better? And oh, girl, it made it better. <laughs> but yeah, I actually really enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Like, I like the yeah. dynamics of the relationship. And once again, like I said, like, is it, it's more of like a 3.5 read, but I gave it four stars because there was pegging. So yeah. Oh, okay. And then the last book that I read, which was very, it was not even the book, but I have a, I have this thing, as you guys know, where I have to read a, a Rosie Adams book and it was Valentine's Day. And so I was like, oh, I have to read her Valentine's Day book. So she has two Valentine's Day books. I only read, I read the first one, which is at, um, and it's basically, it's literally just 50 pages and it's just 50 pages of this girl getting at. <laughs> But anyways, um, Tempest Clark has something to celebrate. She has signed the biggest contract of her career and books a private chef for a celebratory dinner with her best friend. She goes through a dinner after her best friend unexpectedly cancels. The private chef, Russ Badley, is nothing like Tempest expected, and she definitely isn't prepared for the chemistry that smolders between them like the hottest flame. It doesn't take long before Tempest decides that the dinner Russ cooks up won't be the only thing to get ate. <laughs> Okay. Um, I think that was it. She, right. He showed up at the penthouse and they got busy. They they got busy. And then at the end of the book, he was like, you know, I can't charge you for this meal. Like, can we go on a date instead? And they were like, yeah. And ironically enough, um, because the thing was, I actually was going to read Love Scammed first. And then Love Scammed referenced Temptress and Russ. And so I was like, wait, actually, I need to read Tempest and Russ first. So now that I've read it, I'm going to read Love Scammed next, which is about her best friend, how they scammed her into going on a blind date in Turks and Caicos with this man. Yeah. <laughs> that seems very, like, it seems like a, not a bad blind date, to be honest. Just, just <laughs> like, you're in Turks and Caicos, why not, right? But Okay. <laughs> All right, so our book of the month is Honey and Spice by Bolu uh, Babalola. Here's the synopsis according to uh, Goodreads. Sweet like plantain, and I'm saying plantain, not plantain. It's plantain. It's yes. plantain. I just, plantain. I just don't, I don't know this plantain thing. It doesn't exist to me. But sweet like plantain, hot like pepper. They taste the best when together. Sharp-tongued and secretly soft-hearted, Kiki Benjo has just made a mistake. As an expert in relationship evasion and the host of the popular student radio show, Brown Sugar, she's made it her mission to make sure the women of the African-Caribbean society at White Wall University do not fall into the mess of situationships, players, and heartbreak. But when the queen of the unbothered kisses Malachi Corday, the guy she just publicly denounced as the waste man of White Wall, of White Wall in front of every black Wellian on campus, she finds her show on the brink. They're soon embroiled in a fake relationship to try and salvage their reputation and save their futures. Kiki has never surrendered her heart before, and a player like Malachi won't be the one to change that, no matter how charming he is or how electric their connection feels. But surprisingly entertaining study sessions and intimate late-night talks at old-fashioned diners force Kiki to look beyond her own presumptions. Is she ready to open herself up to something deeper? And it says, a gloriously funny and sparkling debut, Honey and Spice is full of the delicious tension and romantic intrigue that will make you weak at the knees. All right, so what did you think of Honey and Spice? I enjoyed it. So I actually, 
So when I started, I started reading it in the physical format first, and it was very difficult um, to get through the, the, those first chapters. And I posted it in the group chat. I posted it in our Discord where I was like, guys, I'm having a really hard time. And then um, Amanda and Joyce said that they were they are doing the audiobook. Um, and so they were like, just do the audiobook instead. And I was like, okay. Um, and then I started the audiobook and I was like, okay, it's so much better. <laughs> like, so much better. <laughs> and that's why I recommended to you too to do the audiobook instead as well, right? Um, and then like, so like getting through like the first, like, I would say maybe 10, 15% on this, it was like, okay. But then as I kept listening and like getting into the story, I found myself like laughing, like, you know, enjoying the vibe. Um, and I, I really did end up, I ended up enjoying it a lot. And I think I enjoyed it because I listened to the audiobook. I don't think I would have enjoyed it as much as I did if I read it if that makes sense because I think um as you listen to the audiobook right so you you saw like the way that they did like the production of like when they have the interviews with like right making it sound like it's actually a recording and um even the final scene like having the declaration and stuff like that like the way I could visually like very vividly picture that like scene to me I'm like this book is definitely a book that would translate so much better as like a movie and it is because in its essence it feels like it's just it's dear white people you know what I'm saying like it feels it to me when I was reading it it felt like it was if you're very standard um college black black experience yeah yeah Yeah, like that's what it felt like to me like a very standard but my thing though is which is so on the flip side the the little the the little things that made me like oh my god was like first things first like the instance of the instance like oh my god he's i'm gonna fuck this man yeah it's just like It was, it was like, like, boom, like, page, what was it, like, page three or something, like, literally, yeah. as soon as she left this person's house, it was just very, so, like, and I'm, like, why are you marketing this as it being kind of like this, oh, they have, like, a bickering thing when that's not the case at all, because it was, like, she immediately was attracted, like, she immediately was, like, oh, this man is different, and I think that was something that bothered me a little bit about the book, was just the concept, like, oh, Malachi, he's just, he's so different. Like, he's different than any man. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, is he? Right. <laughs> like, like, it just felt very, like, what what was it that made him really that much different? It's just that, like, he actually liked you. That's just that's just what I, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just what it right. was. Like, he, it's just like, he was just dating somebody that he he liked. Like, it wasn't like, you know? Um, And then the other thing was, the way that they talked amongst each other, I'm like, no sophomore in college is talking like this. Like, you guys are talking like you are grown-ass 30-year-olds. Yeah, no, I mean, I messaged you, and I'm like, they are clearly not (laughs) second-year university students. Like, these are adults. This is, like, not a school. It's a business, and this is, like, the (laughs) environment here. And I think, I think, yeah, I think that's, like, I don't know how, like, I feel like, I wonder if she initially was going to make it like older and then she had to like make it younger, you know? Down. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, fair but enough. But I really yeah. did enjoy it though. Like, I really, really did. 
Yeah, I, was, I enjoyed it too. Uh, I agree. I felt like because she always like it's from the POV of Kiki and she was always on these tangents and she's always with the metaphors it felt kind of like a black version of Gilmore Girls like Mm -hmm. and I mean I'm not even like I've seen some Gilmore Girls I'm not like a huge fan of it but that's like the wordiness of it is what reminded me of Gilmore Girls uh and it was just like sometimes I was kind of just like I get it you're black like I don't know I felt that a couple of times when I was so I think that that was something too um like you said I feel I and and that's why I'm saying like I don't think I would have enjoyed it as much if I was reading it because I feel like I would have gotten very exhausted with the just the um the constant like run on like the way she yeah. just, the way she just went on and on and these on. tangents these like you'll be she'd be like it's not just like i walked into the room it's like i walked into the room the lights were like looking like this the, the air felt like this the ground felt like this um i remember that time i watched martin and it was like this like it was crazy yeah. <laughs> it was like and it was funny because, like, I was, because as I said, to, like, I, I said when, as I was reading it, the first, when I was first reading it, because I do know, I do know Bolu, I know her as a Twitter personality, like, that's what I know her as, right? Mm-hmm. And so, as I was, when I was physically reading the words at first, um, it, to me, it was just very, like, so long-winded and, like, felt like, oh, is this, like, a Twitter post that I'm reading you know mm, and that's okay. why I like very happily switched over to the audiobook because I was like it felt more like if when I was reading it, it felt more podcasty and so I was like listening as an audiobook would probably be better because that's yeah. what it is it's like you know this radio show and the film and all that stuff but like it was really sweet like it was really it was really cute sweet. The, the final scene was really sweet like i was like this is so corny but i was smiling i was cheesing i was like yeah how cute like so i thought cute. i thought i could have done, done without the epilogue though but <laughs> i mean like that was unnecessary but also like it's important to them i guess you know knowing that she got into the program and like all this other stuff so i get it but um yeah i don't know i kind of felt like when I was listening to it first of all I could not listen to the the sex scene I could not I had to oh, I didn't it was even, awkward. honestly I didn't even realize there was a sex scene because it just didn't flow I, it, felt, it didn't flow very well at all I know I agree as well too but I, didn't, I like I don't, they didn't even ha- actually have sex right it was just like no they didn't yes yes but I literally just I like it, it was very <laughs> uncomfortable so I just skipped that uh, but yeah, I thought they were cute. I think what I liked about it most, like, is that, um, you know, even though they clearly were older than they were, like, supposed to be portrayed or in there or whatever, uh, I liked that Malachi was, like, this simple guy who ended up having simple guy problems. But yes. because, like, he was likable and because she was likable, they, it, it was, it wasn't like a drag, you know what I mean? Like his problems with his father, his problems, yeah. you know, like oh, you know what? All that you kind actually of- reminded me when you mm-hmm. brought that up. Um, what one thing I will say though, and I, I guess if this is supposed to be more of like a literary fiction type, um, thing, but I do feel like she had so much that she was trying to cover. Yeah, you know, 
and it, it was a it lot yeah it was like so much and then it didn't but it never really did anything you know what i'm saying like i felt like if she had like i feel like the author could have probably picked like one theme that she really wanted to explore and really dive into it you know Cause yeah because like she kind of it just felt like she kind of just was just throwing everything out there like oh here's the 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 parental expectation and oh here we are with this even like the whole like oh he was he had those pictures of me and then just randomly like like I just felt there was like no lead up to that being something that was gonna happen you know what I'm saying like it just yes I was actually very surprised about that because especially since she was like so like careful you know yeah it just felt it felt very like Okay, that like to me that in particular just felt like it came out of like nowhere. Nowhere. And, it was like, oh. and then they were like, "Oh yeah, he's been doing that to all the girls and stuff like that." And I'm just like, "Okay, so what? is that like what are we like what are we ex- yeah. like what what is your main theme?" And I, I honestly think the main theme was just for her to have fun, like like yeah. like it was it was just interesting. Like I just felt like that like there was just so much different things but nothing was really explored. If that makes sense. Yeah, like especially I think one of the most like pointless scenes in there and i i kind of feel bad about saying it is the one when he was stopped by the police because yeah, it's such like there's that, so like, much there gravitas was just, it, exactly there was nothing like there was it felt like there was nothing for it like and that's right. what i'm saying like there was just so many scenes that i feel like they she put in just because she could put it in and wanted it to be more of a black experience type book but then it's like maybe just hunting in like if like that's getting stopped by the police do you like develop on that more later on but it doesn't it just, it's just like a, a thing that, that he says that happens yeah and i mean it is a thing that some people experience and whatever and and you know they treat it that way but like just because you know it is life doesn't mean that it, it should doesn't deserve to have the you know ex- yeah. the full like experience that it deserves to have right it just felt in that moment like it was something that she needed to to have him say to make him to make um kiki more empathetic towards him and that was like the point of it and it wasn't like because you know the police carding people like that's what they called it here in toronto like that there's a problem with it you know like there was no problem with that like it was crazy it was kind of weird um it's same with jason like um like okay is is it jackson or jason i can't remember um i think it's jackson right jackson was the like loser guy the um ex-boyfriend zach sorry his name is zach okay i was like yeah, what yeah, were you talking about like, yeah, i can't remember his name yeah for a second yeah zach, okay, first of all, yeah. zach was like every black or biracial black biracial with, with yeah. hazel eyes like he literally is the walking involvement of that but even him like okay so maybe let's explore biracial people and their connection to whiteness and how they use that to better themselves at the detriment yeah. of black people and you know use it as a way to infiltrate in some sense not all black and biracial people obviously guys but like there are a lot of there are some who do that right like why don't we explore this a little bit more you know what i mean like it just felt like, like i feel like weird. i just feel like like she like it was just like it was very like um like, I just, like, there was no real exploration of any topic, really. Like, right. It was just, like, like, there were just things that were written in the book. But that not, not to, and that's not negating from the book. Like, not everything has to have, like, some poignant, um, like, uh, what's the word? 
uh, expiration or anything. Yeah. Yeah. No, not I mean, everything has to have that, but it was right. also just like, it just felt like there was so much that like so many things that could have been touched upon or could have explored more, but it wasn't like, it was just right. like, okay, here are these teens. Sorry. <laughs> here are these alleged teens. Because <laughs> like, like even the whole like, best friend situation with Rianne yeah that was really weird like all of a sudden she reaches out to her and she's like yeah he's a loser I hate him let's be friends again what like what and like no punishment for that guy at all just you know he just like kicked off campus or something like that like was weird but I don't know yeah no I I liked it though I I really did like it Um, yeah give it four stars because I do think and the reason why I didn't give it, like, five stars or anything more than that, because, like, honestly speaking, I don't foresee myself, like, even, like, I, I don't, this is not a book that I would probably go back to, to read, or, nor would I really, like, if someone is, like, recommend, like, oh, recommend me, like, a Black Love book, like, this is not going to be, like, the first book that I think of, or no. the fifth, sixth book that I think, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, like, it's a good enough book that, like, I enjoyed myself while I was reading it, blah, 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 but, like, I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna think about these characters, af- like, in the long run. Like, I, I, probably after we have our discussion about it in book club, I probably won't think about it again for, until it's, like, end of year. Right, <laughs> right, right. Uh, no, I agree. I mean, I gave it five stars because, you know, black author yeah. i didn't think it was like that bad and i actually did really enjoy the, yeah, the audiobook um which is like the second audiobook that i read so or i've had read to me you know what i mean so i enjoyed that experience i thought though actually i thought the narrator did a fantastic fucking job with this book so the funny so, thing is and that's why like she she really elevated it i'm telling you right like, i know that if i read this book i probably would have rated it a lot lower than i than i I wouldn't have given it four stars, I don't think. I think if I read this book, I'd have probably put it put it lower. But mm-hmm. the it's so funny. I was wondering why I recognized the the narrator, but she's actually the narrator that I did for um uh my sister's a serial killer. Like she's the one who they oh, okay. actually so like I'm very book. fond I'm very fond of this narrator. Like she's really good at what she mm. does and like the way she like embodies the voices and like different people and all that stuff like she did a really good job and then even kiki kiki had like her growth she had a nice little growth you know yeah um, i mean i I, said, I thought it was good the whole like because her thing at least was a little bit clearer was like the yeah. fact that she was afraid to basically just be close to anybody and she yeah. let that like allow her to like add labels to people who didn't really like Shima who didn't really deserve it just because she had this like aversion to people because of what happened to her so I thought that she was like a lot more linear than like anybody else in there (laughs) like he was all over the place for sure but she was like very much like as soon as she started realizing that she was being a snobby bitch for the most part because of her trauma she got on the right page and that's why she was able to make friends with Shiomi and um the other girl who almost fought at the beginning of the book because like she was able to like be like oh I was wrong I need to be better and actually that's one thing that I really did enjoy because I feel like a lot of times when it comes to black women a lot of our issues kind of manifest into fear Mm -hmm. and so 
I like that sh that was basically just like Kiki's thing that she needed to deal with was like her fear of, you know, being vulnerable and letting herself, letting other people yeah. in. So Intimacy I mean, that's what I like yeah. that, which I really enjoyed. So yeah. yeah. So okay. we do recommend it, guys. Um, recommend the audiobook over reading it 100%. Yeah. Just get the audiobook. It's perfect. All right. Topic time. Yay. <laughs> So in honor of Black History Month, we found a tear maker that has all of these classic Black sitcoms, and we're going to rate them, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are. Um, okay. <laughs> so the blocks are elite, good, average, below average, a disgrace to television, and never seen it. Okay? Right. Okay, so the right. first one is Parenthood. And I haven't watched this series, but I have watched episodes before. I've never seen it. Not I don't even think I've seen one episode. So that's I remember it because like right around the time, like we never really had WB as a channel. But um, if you had like one of those boxes back in the day that they scrambled channels, you could get VG <laughs> and WB and stuff like that. So I remember this show because it was on the WB when I didn't have it, but I could watch it at like my god sister's house. So mm -hmm. I'm going to put it at good because I did enjoy watching it um, when it I did see the episodes. Okay. Uh, 227, I definitely have seen, and that's Elite. I don't care what anybody tells me. 227 is, is the come on, it's, it's Elite. I love 227. Right. The PJs. I actually really enjoyed the PJs. I would put it in I've good. Never it used to be on Fox. And Eddie Murphy voiced one of the characters. It was like a claymation kind of show. Like animation. It was I've really good. It. it was really funny. Okay, so I don't know what this is. Like Muppets in Space, but he's black. So I don't know what that means. So I'm going to put it in Never Seen It. Never Seen It. <laughs> uh, the next one. Okay, so guys, they cut into the man's face and the bottom where it says what the show is. But I'm pretty sure it's hanging with Mr. Cooper. So I'm going to put never it in seen good. It. Because I enjoyed it. it. Yeah. Obviously, the next one let is me just, Family let Matters. Me, let me, hold on. Let me, let, yeah. me, let me preface this and let you guys know. I lived in Jamaica growing up. So yeah. a lot of these black shows I would not have seen because, one, we didn't have cable like that until I was, like, um, four, uh, 13 or so. And, two, when we did have cable, I was only allowed to watch um, our gospel channel. So some of these I've watched I'm later sorry, I'm on. sorry, that's such a Jamaican thing to do. But yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, I wasn't allowed to watch TV during the, the, the school week. Like, I was never, like, I wasn't allowed to watch TV during the school week. And then when I could watch TV on the weekend, it was only cartoons and the gospel channel. Um, but some of these I actually did end up watching, like, when I moved to America, like, later on in my years. So I just wanted to. Yeah. Well, I will that. preface to say as well, too, that I was in Canada and we got, certain shows because they aired on like abc nbc cbs uh so like you know most of these shows here actually aired on those networks we got a couple on omni tv which used to air like reruns of like 227 married with children things like that that i watch but anything older than oddly, that oddly I enough i just watched like married with children and stuff like that because it was weird, like, um, on our local channels, like, at nighttime, they would show, yes. like, certain shows, right? That was so. the same with us, with Married with Children. That's why I've seen the entire series, like, uh, three times as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love that show growing up because for that reason, right? It's the same yeah. thing with um, Family Matters. It used to come on uh, TBS in the morning, uh, or, or yeah. sorry, after school, after Roseanne was, or I think before Roseanne, I can't remember which one, but I used to watch them in 
like back to back because that's how they aired. It's like Saved by the Bell in the Morning. I never watched it when it aired as a kid because I was I was too young. But yeah. in high school, I used to watch it before high school. Um, so yeah, our our views are gonna be a little weird. Sometimes you're gonna be like, you've never watched that? It's because yeah, I'm yeah, Canadian and she's Jamaican. I'm, so like, yeah. guys. <laughs> All right. So the next one is Marcus Houston had a show. So, oh, sorry, oh, Family Matters. Yes. Yeah. So I'm gonna. So the thing with Family Matters is, I have not watched it in years, and so like I don't actually know if I remember. Like obviously I've watched it, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So I ca- I can't put it in the elite because like. I just I I know I watched it, but I didn't like love it much when I watched it. So uh-huh. I'm gonna put it in good. I'm gonna put it in good. I loved Family Matters. I mean, I haven't watched it in years, obviously, but like, there's so many like iconic episodes even the bad ones were kind of iconic and so like like that one where they tried to do the like gun violence episode that girl got shot for her shoes like (laughs) there's random shit and that's why i put it in good because what i have seen of it i think is good but i've never seen Uh, like the entirety of it or anything okay so i put it in yeah as two to seven i actually recently rewatched the entirety of it as well so is it on netflix or do you Um, have like hulu it was on Hulu, so I don't know if it's okay. still there though. <sighs> Hulu. When I watched it about, when I watched it about so four good. years ago, it was on. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, all right. So the next one is called Q, and it looks like it stars Marcus Houston. I've never seen the show before in my life. Do you um, have you? Um, I don't think so. I feel like I would have remembered, so I'm gonna put it in. Never seen it. Okay, yeah. the game. Um, okay. <laughs> Ooh, that's hard. That's it's really hard. hard. Here's the thing with the game. I've actually, so I've, I've watched all of it. Actually, this is another sh- one of those shows that I recently, not recently, but like within the last three years or so. Because, you know, it, it just came in, like the entirety came to Netflix. So like it was a big thing. Right. Um, but there's certain, so like seasons like one to six were really good with the whole craziness and then like six and six to eight was just like not why is this a show and then the new reboot is like what what are we doing here you know (laughs) i'm gonna put it though in good only because i do rewatch it because like you know it's it's yeah i think i'm gonna put it in average yeah i'm gonna put it in average too because what i didn't actually it's not the entirety of it that i like so i'm gonna put it in average yeah and i i didn't watch like a lot of the late when it moved to bet i didn't watch most of that so i and that's when it really started and that's when it really started being garbage so but before that like you know i liked med school and jason being broke or pretending to be broke like i thought it was like it was a really good show at the beginning Mm -hmm. it had like a lot of iconic i saw someone talking about how it was all melanie's fault and i'm like um no it wasn't like what is it eight women like right at that point like you have to hate women because how the hell is it melanie's fault like Oh, Darnell is the worst, but anyways, anyway, Martin, Durin. Martin. Okay, Durin. Martin. Oh. oh, I was thinking girlfriends. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Martin. 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 I'm also gonna believe it or not. I'm gonna put it in average because I don't. I like it, but like I'm not like in love with it. Like, 
Same. I feel like in the night, I think it's one of those shows that should stay in its decade or era. Yes. I feel like Martin doesn't work anymore because of so many problematic elements of it. But in the 90s, as a kid watching it, it was everything. Exactly. So I'm going to keep it there. I agree. I agree. Okay. So Bernie the Mac. next one, Ber- oh, Bernie Mac was good. I know. Like, that, that show's so funny. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't put it in Elite just because I haven't watched it in years. But no, you know what? I have this itch <laughs> to time, watch it. Yeah, it's Elite because I swear every time I see a rewind on TV and I watch it, I'm just like, yeah, top tier. Like, top tier show. So funny. Oh. Yeah, and also, too, I like how, like, in ha- such high regards that, like, current comics and older comics have bernie mackin mm-hmm. like i've ne- you never hear anything bad about bernie mack like at all and so i don't know i just kind of feel like yeah i don't know like it, it was and it was on fox in a time mm-hmm. when like they stopped kind of putting black shows on there so i don't know you know i'm gonna move it to elite just for that yeah, no, r.i.p bernie mack Okay, so the next one I think is Cowboys in Space. Cowboys in Space. I've never heard of that. Flex never Alexander. heard of it. Never seen okay. it. The right, Jamie next... Fox show. Oh, Jamie Fox. <laughs> That's so okay. I'm sorry. That show's so fucking. Um. <laughs> so I'm gonna put it like once again. It's not because I. It's not because like whatever. I think I've only seen like one or two episodes. So I'm just. I have to put it in average just because like. I've only yeah. seen one or two episodes of it. I've not seen like all of it or anything, so I can't give it more than that. <laughs> yeah, no, I the show is so funny. Like it's what is ridiculous. It? Oh it's the next one, Romeo show. Uh, yeah, it's, I've never seen it though, so I'm gonna. Put I've it actually it. seen it. Um, I saw it when I was younger, so I don't remember it. But I'm gonna put it in average, just because I I was a, I was in love with Little Romeo. <laughs> I was a Romeo girl. I was a Romeo girl. I was like, I mean, he was he was kind of young for me, so I get it. I don't need a girl because, like, in in my in primary school, right? That was the whole thing. It was like, oh, are you Romeo or Bow Wow? And I was Team Romeo. So, so like, I I haven't watched it in years, but I'm just gonna put it in average, just because I know that I really like. Romeo and I was okay. <laughs> so the next is smart guy. He's a smart oh guy. Elite. Elite. I don't care if he tells me. Honestly, if I could just rate it even just solely based on the episode when um they when was it this is named Melanie, right? She was at working at that store and they were telling her her boss was white and telling her to like watch all the black people who came in. And then they read out the stats and they showed that the black guy was like the owner of the company or some shit like that. And just for that episode fucking alone and the Destiny Child episode, I would give put this show in elite because it is so good. So free. Is the next oh my god, is the next one that's so raven? That is that's so raven. Ah! <laughs> Elite. I'm sorry, that was my childhood right there. I was watching that show all the time on Disney Channel. <laughs> and I'll never forget, I'll never forget the episodes. Like, truth is, I don't hire black people. <laughs> and then freaking, oh, boys, we are the boys in motion. We give you our devotion, boys. We are the boys in motion. Sorry, I had to but I love that. So oh, don't hate me. I put it in average because which makes um, sense because yeah, you, you it was definitely not your 
no like, your um age like you know like your time you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and also Raven Simone and I are the same age, I think. So like, yeah, I feel exactly. like our trajectory, like every time she's in something, it felt like it was too young for me, even though we were the same age, kind exactly. of thing at the time. Which so, makes yeah. sense. But like for me though, like it, for me, it's obviously elite because this is it's what I grew up with. Like, right. This was like a for- like formative teen years for me when this show came out, and right. she was playing right. a teenager. So right, right. So the next one I think is Abbott Elementary, which I'm gonna put in a no. That's no, it's blackish. Is it blackish? Oh. Yeah, it's blackish. Oh, okay. I've only watched the first episode of Blackish. I um, do not like I'm it. gonna put it in average because I've watched quite a few Blackish, and they have good episodes, but then they also have bad bad episodes. You know? It's, yeah. It's, it's Kenneth. It's what's his name? So he's like terrible. <laughs> <laughs> i put it in below average I, I i watched one episode i never really felt a reason to go back so yeah that's where i'm gonna put it next is oh one on one i'm gonna oh, put it one on one one on one is good i love yeah. to watch it. I, i'm i'm actually currently re-watching the entire series oh one, there you go one, one. um stanford and sons okay so i've only seen like one or two episodes i've never seen I an episode did, of the show and i'm I sorry did, I didn't particularly like it. I, I Every time I watched it, I was just not into it. So I'm going to put it in below average. Sorry, guys. Yeah, I'm going to put it there, too. It's just, I've never seen it. Oh, wait, I'm, no, I'm going to put it in never seen it, because I've never seen it. I was going to say, you, you have I was like, wait, 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 yeah. <laughs> half and half. Um. Okay, so I've watched it, but, like, I really, I've seen, like, a couple episodes, but I've never actually like, sat and watched it. So I don't know if I can really be fair to give to put it somewhere but i'm just gonna put it in i'm gonna put it in uh never seen it just because like even though i watched it i don't remember anything from those yeah i think that's the same for me to be honest like i know i i think i feel like i've watched it before um but also too in the era of like social media like tumblr and that kind of stuff there are probably things that you've watched like through clips more so or like posts than actually watch so i think i might have actually just seen stuff a lot of stuff about it on twitter on tumblr or whatever and i never actually watched it because i could not tell you anything about these girls yeah i can't tell you yeah their mom yeah i can't tell you anything either yeah it is on netflix so maybe i'll give it a watch okay yeah the cosby Uh, show huh okay so here's the thing i never liked the cosby show even as a kid when i when it would be on and people would be watching it. I never liked the show. And then like in syndication, I tried to get into it. I couldn't. I just never liked it. So I'm going to... Only the only episode I liked was the one when the men were pregnant. Honestly, just like... different. I'm just... I, I just... I'm going to put it on a disgrace to television. And the only reason I'm putting it in there is just, you know, personal yeah. reasons. Yeah. Yeah, no, completely fair. And this is funny because I never liked it even before that. Like when Bill Cosby was the golden boy, I was just like, this is a lame ass fucking show. Yeah. Like, why are you letting people call you cockroach? Yeah. Or roach or whatever. Like, I just didn't like it. I didn't get it. Okay. Mo to the eat to the, eat to the. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. It's in elite for me because I have always been a brandy stand, like mm-hmm. as a kid. Um. So, and even though Moesha's annoying as fuck, I'm sorry, I gotta, I gotta put it in elite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, um, it's average for me, because as you've stated, Moesha is annoying as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> she's 
so like she's such a fucking pick me like i don't know it's like she she's she's not she's not a good person okay the next one is house the next one's house of pain i've seen a few episodes i'm gonna put it at below average though because it, it was not good um um i'm gonna put it in average just because i have like i my mom used to watch a lot on tbs and I was just like, okay. But every time, like, I would catch a scene, it was kind of funny. Not, it was kind of mm-hmm. lame funny, though. Like, not, like, that overdrawn Tyler Perry, you know, whoa, yeah. ah, kind of funny. Like, I just, ugh, Yeah, to okay. me, it's below average. Because, like, yeah. I'm like, especially stacking it up against all of these, I'm like, eh, no thank you. Yeah, right, right. So the what next is that? A one, different world? Okay, a different uh, elites. I'm sorry. Elites. I, uh, <laughs> you know what's funny? I didn't like the Cosby show, but as a kid, I watched and I loved A Different World. And when it was on I mean, TV, but like, on TV let's yes, be, I loved let's, it. But let's be honest, though. As soon as Denise left, it got even better. <laughs> like, yes. She dragged that shit down so hard. So, <laughs> and like, no, no offense to Marissa Tomei, but they didn't need to be a white person on the show either. So, no. like, yeah. Yeah. They Everybody just. Everybody yeah. hates Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put it in. I'm gonna put it in average though, because I think they have more. They have more dud okay. episodes than yeah. they do good episodes. But I feel I mean, like, but no. Sorry, I was gonna say that. I feel like they have more like like epic scenes than they do episodes. You know what yeah, I mean? Like exactly. That's that's the thing, right? And also Terry Crews has kind of like mm, exactly. Yeah. Um, so what's next? The Jeffersons. Um, I saw maybe once one episode, so and I so I can't make a fair judgment. So I'm just gonna put never seen it. Yeah, I've never seen an episode like a full episode of the Jeffersons. So I and the only reason I say that because like same similar to Stanford and Sons, like yes. when we would watch like those old like sh- like those those channels that would air like Stanford and Sons and Married Children and stuff like that. So like I would see those, but like I don't remember much of it, so I can't say you know. All right, girlfriends. She's my girl. Okay, here's the thing. If we're talking, if we're talking seasons one to like six, yeah, really good, all over the place, amazing. But then the uh, whatever, I'm gonna put it in good, just because I, I do enjoy watching it. But I don't think it's. I did also put it in good. Um, Tony was like my favorite character, and what happened? Oh to my her? god, her and you know everybody is like. Only they they say that only like they say that there's if you like Tony and Lynn it's because you are the Tony and Lynn of your friends but I really did like them I'm sorry like I'm sorry. they were they were so funny and like Tony never calling that little boy his name Jumanji. oh my god yeah I'm gonna go take Jabari who's that my son oh. You changed Jerome's last name. Jerome's name was so funny. But yeah, I'm gonna put it in good because Me too. honestly, it sucks that it didn't get like the ending it deserved. You know, right, but. right, exactly. Uh, Boondocks. <laughs> elite. I don't care what everybody tells me. That show's elite. Uh, it's like it's elite. It is and, elite. And also, like my favorite part of Boondocks is that the way that it drags the black community to. And they know. don't. And a lot of these men don't realize they're being dragged. They don't. That I. I thought I was so confused when I see them like put scenes up unironically, and I was like, do you? understand that that's making fun of you in rap culture right but also too the trial of r kelly 
is cinematic excellence. I don't think that there has been an episode about a real life situation that better encapsulates the situation and how stupid the supporters or, or people involved were than the fucking trial of R. Kelly. That and that um scene when the lawyer was saying um let it burn. <laughs> I this show is so funny. It's so funny. Um Steve Harvey show. Uh <laughs> um, that's another show. Honestly that's another show that I've probably I'm gonna lean towards never seeing because I've probably only seen one or two episodes and I really don't remember anything from it. Um funny enough, this ash I actually watched most of it when it aired and it's like not rememberable. It's like not memorable. I think Cedric the entertainer and his girlfriend were like the most entertaining part of the show. Steve Harvey wasn't that much um with the oh except for that fine student who ended up getting murdered. I think that was like the only person that I remember outside of that. Now and obviously now we know that he dyed his hair and had fake hair, a fake um high top. So, you know, whatever. Anyways, the next one, Eve. I've never watched Eve. Um, I've seen a few episodes. So I'm gonna put it at um below average just because it's not memorable. Okay, fair enough. Uh all of us. I can't I don't Okay, I, 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 I feel like I've watched that. Like I feel like it looks familiar, but once again, because I can't remember <laughs> I'm gonna put it in never seen it. Okay. Uh sister, sister. <laughs> sister, sister, I got my own mind. Oh yeah. yes, all of us. That's that show with the, the the with um with um what's her with uh Lisa Ray McCoy. I remember. This. Oh, okay. I it's kind of coming back to me. I do recall her having a show. So by still no. Anyways, I'm gonna yeah. put it in below average. Anyways, yeah. Um, <laughs> sister, sister. sister. Sister, I haven't watched that in a minute, but I did really, really like it when I watched it. It's one of my childhood favorites, so I had to put it in Elite. I'm sorry. I'm going to put it in Good, just because I haven't yeah. watched it in a minute. So Actually, no, I fucking love Sister. What am I on, girl? That was also something I watched a lot of. It's Elite. Oh, my God. It was yeah. like It was just so good. Um, Okay, I don't know what this next one is. Rock? Me neither. That? So I'm going to put it in Never Seen It. Right. Meet, Meet the, the Browns. Browns. That's a Tyler Perry show, right? Yeah, I'm gonna put it with House of Pain and Average because these are I'm shows put that it were on TBS. Average. And they were just there. And next one, I don't know what this is. Times? What is that? Oh, is the that um, yeah, the times. times? Yeah, um, I've, yeah. Never I've never seen it. I've never seen it either. I've actually never seen. I've never okay. seen it either. Uh, Wayne and the Wayne oh, Brothers. I'm gonna put it. Um, in actually, I've never believe it. I've never believe it or not. I've actually never seen an episode. Okay, well, I mean, that's not. Oh, the Carmichael no, show. No. You know, controversial opinion, but like the Carmichael show is fucking good. I like, never watched it. Good. That shit was I, good. I'm putting it in good because I actually do like rewatching that shit. The uh, Parkers. Okay, the Parkers. Mm, here's the here's the park. Here's my thing about the park. Sure. Overall, very decent watch, whatever. But like, why was Monique such a bag? Like, yeah. And like, I kind of feel like at that 
that age, like it was when when it was Urkel, it was I was a kid and I didn't really know better. But yeah. when the Parkers came out, I was kind of like, ooh, stalking people for like eight exactly. seasons is not a cute look. And then him being into her after the fact, like for the just for the finale, right? Kind of, right? It's kind of weird. So I'm yeah, yeah, it's going average. Yeah, I'm gonna put it in average too because it was funny, but yeah. Oh, Kate and the girl, that's like. Big time throwback, but it's. I'm also, putting eh, either in good or average. I'm not sure. I'm gonna put it in average. Like yeah. it's, it was, it was. It's definitely big time throwback, but it was also just it was like average show. It's not like amazing. What is right. this? The Hughleys. I'm gonna I don't put it in average. I think it was alright. No, actually, I'm gonna. It's just like a family sitcom with D.L. Hughley. Actually, I'm going to put it in below average because I can't stand D.L. Hughley now, so I don't think I'd ever rewatch it. Um, oh, I don't think I've ever watched yeah. it. Yeah. Um, what is it's that? Fine. Uh, oh, Living Single. Oh! Elite! <laughs> elite. I know, Girl, wait, Elite. <laughs> this morning we watched like three episodes, like every day, like... Elite. I know, like that's not even a question. Like, hello. Elite. Uh, I've never strokes. seen different strokes either. So. I'm gonna put it in never seen as well, just because I probably seen one episode. Once again, it's it's around that whole like Stanford Sun yeah, era thing. In West Philadelphia, Fresh, born and raised. Born and raised. raised. On the playground is where I spent most of my days. Chilling out, next year we're next to the connection. So football, outside of school. Wanna come back? Wanna come back? Go to feel good. Shining in the Okay, this part got a little Go to the cafe. Junior was so stupid and they were so funny. Well, so they yeah, also was, had a they had a light skin Claire and a dark skin Claire. A dark skin Claire, right? <laughs> okay, next, what's happening? I don't Never know. Never seen it. Uh, under construction, I think. I've never, Never's seen that either. Oh, in the I know this was um an LL Cool J show back in the day, but I never seen. I it. feel like it was like. <laughs> I did watch it when it aired, but I feel like it like got canceled really in the house. Yeah, it got canceled really early, so it just never like it's one of those things that you barely remember. 
for that. So I'm gonna put in below average. And then Oh, Malcolm and Eddie. No, Malcolm and Eddie. I put in good because they were really funny together. Actually, I don't think uh, I've ever seen that. I thought it was Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> I've never seen that. I've never seen Malcolm and Eddie. The white okay. show Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> So yes, that was our tier, our individual tier list for the best sitcoms of, you know, for just because it is Black History Month, even though it's easy to forget with the way things are going right now. Uh, but and yeah, when let this us- episode's posted, it will be the final day. So like we yeah. hope that all of our Black friends had an amazing Black History Month. The white people too, but mainly the Black people. Sorry, I mean, guys. we- it would be like, okay, we, we hope you had a good February. Uh, and that's that's how we're going to leave it. But yes, uh, <laughs> let's, uh, we, let us know if you guys, you know, agree, disagree with anything that we have said today in terms of like the things that we've watched and our rankings. Uh, and let us know if you have any recommendations as well for like things to read and stuff. Because outside of the book of the month, I feel like we just kind of read whatever crosses our palette you know at that point so whatever uh and you know how to reach us on twitter at soju chronicles i actually have to log in and like actually be active on the account again i clearly <laughs> dropped the ball i'm sorry guys and <laughs> you can also send us an email at soju chronicles at gmail.com thanks again for the support and i hope you have a great day bye bye Happy Black history month <laughs> Woo.